Panda Bear from Animal Collective, and you're listening to 88.1 FM KCOU. From us. Oh, is, not, that, is that a Zaga meme? Not literally. Not literally. I actually wasn't prepared to say that. But uh, no conference preview today. No. Not specifically, but we are previewing a bunch of teams because it's our, I don't want to call it a mid-major episode because not every team we're previewing today is a mid-major team, but mm-hmm. it is our, our non-high-major preview. Basically, what we're doing is any team that isn't in one of the six high-major conferences, you, we can preview today. Every single one of them is inbounds. And so I want to start, David, with a team. The Southland. Yes, exactly. I know. I want to start today. But who do you think in the Southland Conference? Can you name a team off the top of your head in the Southland? In the Southland? Well, yeah. Stephen F. Austin used to be in the Southland. Yeah, they're not anymore. Um, I don't know, actually. I want to say Southeast Missouri State. Uh, um, or the, not SEMO. SEMO's um, in Ohio. Southeast Louisiana's in that conference. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with a classic team. They win every year. If you like Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Okay, that's fair. Southland Conference. Hmm. hmm. This is this is where old Torben comes in handy. <laughs> but uh, no, just off the top of my head, uh, I'm gonna go Nickel State. They seem Nickel to get, State's good. They seem to get good results in that conference. Also, Nickel State's good. Watch out, Northwestern State. Jordan Walmart's there now. Yeah. So that's the tallest player they've seen in the conference ever, probably. So. All right. So I want to start with the team, David, that we talk about a lot on the show. They were under a lot of uh, kind of scrutiny, public pressure in 2020 because they had a really easy stretch of their season that everyone was criticizing them for. I'm, of course, talking about the Houston Cougars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're starting with, that, with them, the show. My number That's so funny. When you first said the, the scrutiny thing, I'm like, Liz is going to find a way to tie this into Calvin Sampson. <laughs> and then you, and I'm like, oh, it's easy stretch. It's got Saga. But, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Houston, my number one team, my preseason national champ. Your preseason national champ is number number one team as well. We are now, for the for the second time, John, in two years, our preseason national champ is the exact same. It didn't work out last year. No, it didn't. In fact, our preseason national champ last year was an 11 seed. But they did make the Sweet 16. They did make the Sweet 16. So, a, a pick I'm still mad about missing on. You picked uh, Ohio State. Ten- Tennessee. Um, Tennessee, to yes. Beat them. Um, Freshman point guard. Ne- nevertheless, Houston this year, I feel like I know it's like stupid to say I feel more confident because I was confident in Michigan last year, but I'm confident in Houston this year. I, I, I feel much safer. Most because they're like, like countrywide known as a top five team in yeah. the country. Some have them at six, but um, I will say. This isn't like a situation where they're returning everybody. They did lose some key pieces. Yeah. Kyler Edwards was a borderline All-American for them last year. It was fantastic <laughs> after Sasser and Mark got hurt. They lost Josh Carlton, who was a their center. Huge, huge piece for them. But they do replace those guys 
fairly well. They get in Jarris Walker, who was a top ten recruit in the country, five star. When you watch him, he's just a physical beast. Will dominate in, inside against older players. Marcus Asser and Tremon Mark, I mentioned those two. Those guys, they're not technically like new players for them because yeah. they are returners, but. For the majority of the season, those two were not playing last year. They weren't. They were hurt. So, Marcus Sasser is going to be a first-team All-American, I think. Uh, He was a first-team All-American. He's a a player of the year. He's a first-team All-American for Dickie V. He... um, it's I, awesome, think, baby. I, I think you can go out and say that Marcus Sasser is probably the best guard in the country this year. I don't think that's unfair to say. I don't think that's unfair to say at all. I mean, who's up there? Caleb Love? Um, <laughs> uh, RJ's up there. RJ is up there. Uh, Mike Miles is up there. Keontae George. Kentucky fans would say Severe Wheeler's up there. Tariq. Yeah, like I said, Kentucky fans would say, uh, you know, so, Talon yeah. Cooper's really good. Talon Cooper is really good. Yeah. Kind of sidetracking there, but uh, Jamal Shedd comes back, their point guard. He was excellent for for them, especially awesome. in the NCAA tournament. They get Ramon Walker back off the bench. Juwan Roberts will provide some front court depth yep. for him. Rumors: the rumor out of um, camp is that Kelvin uh, Sampson's imp- uh, extremely impressed with a guy that liked one of my tweets actually earlier this year, Terrence Arsenault. Oh. Fresh freshman from Beaumont, Texas. What was your tweet that he liked? It was my uh, college basketball coaches rankings. Ah, oh, nice. Houston, fan, fan of the show. Houston fans were one of the few that liked that tweet. Yeah. Uh, Milik Wilson, transfer from Texas Tech. Reggie Cheney should start at the five for them. They're going to be kind of small, but I'm it not. Doesn't matter. I'm not worried because they rebound better than anybody in college basketball. Mm-hmm. So, uh, th- yeah, I don't think they that's play. Be an they issue play for them. bigger than they all are. Yes, that's extremely true. Yeah. They'll be extremely good on the offensive glass. They'll be one of the best defensive teams in the sport. They'll hit a lot of threes. I'm in love, David, with this team. Yeah, and I am too. And I've never seen a full 180 done on a on a program like we did with Houston. I mean, back in 2020, the first time we hated we, them. We hated them because we thought they were bad, which they weren't. They made the final four, but mm-hmm. we, despite, we, despite the easiest path ever, they, they, next to Kansas this past year. So. <laughs> You go. The famous quote from Marathon of March is Houston sucks. They suck. But this year, it's the exact opposite. Houston's unbelievable. They're unbelievable. Um, they, they're unbelievable. And they, they're going to win the American. Like there's some other. There's some competitive teams in the American where like they'll stay competitive. But this team's going to win 30 plus games. Kelvin Sampson is going to be hoisting the national championship trophy at the end of the year, and it's going to be amazing. And I've. I we did our way to early top tens like soon after the tournament, and I said I'm never ever Liddy, I'm never going against Calvin Sampson Houston again because I was against them not not in past year. I had, I had one of the Sweet Sixteen, but I had them losing to Arizona, and I'm like mm-hmm. I'm never going against them again. Yeah, never in my life. I had them in the Sweet Sixteen as well last year, but we did our Sweet Sixteen preview after the first weekend, and we both kind of just sat here and we're like, yeah, Houston's probably going to beat Arizona. Yeah, so that that was a miss on our, on our part. Let's talk about my number two team now in the country, Gonzaga, who, you know, uh, every, <laughs> you know. <laughs> every year it seems to be that they play a team that's really physical, kind of just gets their number, they don't respond very well to it, and all of a sudden the public hates them again. I have Gonzaga three. Not a big difference there. Okay. <laughs> 
I've said it once and I said it a million times, John. I am anti Gonzaga. You know this. I know. You know this about me. I know. Not so much because I like, dude. They're going to win thirty plus games. They might go undefeated in conference play. I'd be they shocked. Honestly, I'd be, I'd be shocked if they play. didn't. They have some tough non-con games, but nothing they can't win. I still don't think this team's won the national championship. I think it's a possibility. They're not my pick. They are my number two team, though, so definitely a real possibility. Their their backcourt's awesome. They're yeah. lo- they're loaded. Strother on paper, their teams win every single year. Strother, Bolton, Malachi Smith. I'm guessing will be the three starters. Then you added Nolan Hickman and Hunter Salas off the bench. Which Malachi Smith is better? Which Malachi Smith is better? Probably yeah. the Gonzaga one, but the, da- the Dayton one. one is very good too. I agree. And both uh, both point guards, oddly enough, yeah, and both on mid major teams. That's true. <laughs> Uh, so and both on a team with no final fours. I'm guessing that Anton Watson's the four, fifth starter for this team, alongside Drew Timmy. I don't think that Efton Reed will start. Although I will say, and I've been very open about this, I think that when it comes to, when push comes to shove in the tournament in close games, Gonzaga is better off having Timmy off the floor and Efton Reed on there. It's bold. I, I don't think that with Timmy out. It'll be their best lineup. I definitely don't think that. But I do think that it, their most valuable mm-hmm. lineup, and, and the lineup that gives them the best chance to win mm-hmm. games, is, is one. So with the Timmy lineup the that Three Man Weave has for them is Nolan Hickman, Razier Bolton, Malachi Smith, Julian Strother, and. Uh, and Timmy. So going small. And, going small. Uh, and then going... Which they will have that line. Watson and, and uh, Reed off the bench. And with like Hunter Salas, who I still don't think is very good. He's got the tools. Got to develop. We'll see if Ben Gregg plays at all. Probably not, because it's Ben Gregg, but you never know. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure that Ben Gregg's going to play over Braden Huff, if I'm being perfectly honest. You're a big Braden Huff guy. Well, he was the player... Of the, no, he wasn't Mr. Basketball, but he was the Gatorade Player of the Year, I think. In, in Illinois. He was either Mr. Basketball or Gatorade Player of the Year. The other one went to Jaden Shoot. I've seen him a bunch. He's good. Yeah. I'm not, not sure he has the room to play at the, for this team right away, but I, I promise you he's going to be a good college I'm basketball player I'm interested to day. see how they replace Andrew Demhart. They, yeah. the, they have the pieces for it. Don't get me wrong, but he yeah. was so good last year. I mean, you love that guy more than... More than you love your, yeah. your, your father. You know, Smith <laughs> Smith can handle the ball for him. Hickman can handle the ball for him. In that aspect, I think they're fine. But, you know, he was just so good at just, like, getting the ball and going. Like, pushing the ball and trend, transition, creating for them. So, that that is definitely a concern. David, I think the next question has to be asked. And I know what your answer is going to be. And we'll get into one of my favorite teams a little later. But, who is going to win the Atlantic 10. So it's an unbelievable conference. It's 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 such a good conference, man. It has the argument, I think, to be the sixth best conference in college basketball. Or the seventh best conference in college basketball. Mm-hmm. Would you say? What, where do we have on our conference rankings? I might have had them above the Pac-12. You might, I think you did have them above the Pac-12. Adam, you it's said, close your ears. Like, it's because, it, like, they can match what the Pac-12 is doing at the top. Well, with, without a doubt. With Dayton and St. Louis. So it's one of two teams, in my opinion, even though there's, there's depth everywhere. I... Love St. Louis, you know I do, but that's not saying that Dayton isn't freaking amazing, which they are. Dayton and both St. Louis are going to win twenty plus games. Are both going to be contention? We'll start with St. Louis. They have 
one of, talk about, Saint, talk Saint, about amazing guards. Yuri Collins is him. St. Louis, I think, is like the most uh, the more polarizing team of the two. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and it definitely starts with Yuri. Yeah, who is going to probably break the assist record. He's on, this year. he's on pace if he plays all four years to break the assist yeah. record in college basketball. And then you bring back Javante Perkins, who was your best player last year. And two, year, two years ago, he was hurt I, last sorry, year. I meant, sorry, I meant to say two years ago. Yeah, last he, year was hurt. No, you're right, though. He was their best player two years ago. And he, actually, he was the best player. Actually, he was hurt, though. That's, you know, he, was, he did not play last year. But he was their most talented player. And now he's back, and he might be the best player of the conference. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that. No, we'll, we'll I, see how he I plays. think that's really fair. And, and you also have guys like Fred Thatch Jr., who is going to provide help in that backcourt with... Yuri and Gibson Jimerson, not only a great name, great shooter. Like this team, this team has it, man. I love this team. Francis Okoro should start at the five yep, for yep. them. He's good. And you also have a power five player. I know he's not great. Sorry, power six player in Javon Pickett. Off Javon the Pickett off the bench. Yeah. No, this team has more depth than than people give them credit for. Terrence Hargrove's back for, for them. They, they bring yeah. in a couple a couple kids that are, are just real solid. This team has more depth than people realize. If we ever have a St. Louis episode, or like part of Grant Salzman going, to Grant Salzman, he's a big St. Louis guy. All right, Dayton, my pick, my pick to win the A time. Malachi Smith, Kobe Elvis, RJ, watch out for RJ Blakeney, who's going to be one of the best defenders, not just in the conference but in the country. Tumani Kamara, Deron Holmes has All American potential. Holmes is amazing, man. This team's very good. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. Like, so I think the thing with St. Louis is, you know what you're getting out of this team. You you know you they are the much safer option. Their their ceiling is maybe not quite as high as Dayton's, but their floor is certainly much higher. Yeah. Dayton, on the other hand, has a bunch of now now I guess juniors and sophomores mm-hmm. that were ju- just all destined for breakout play, to be breakout players. Like what Deron Holmes and Malachi Smith did as freshmen last mm-hmm. year were just absurd. Sam, I want to give some credit to Sam here because he was all over this just for the final two weeks of the season. If Dayton doesn't start the season one and three last year, they're in the NCAA tournament easily. Yeah, oh my easily. god, one of those games. It was terrible. I'll be they able- played Kansas, right? Yeah, and they beat them. Yeah. They, Dayton won the ESPN Events Invitational the second week of the season. Maybe it was the third week of the season. But they started, I want to say, one and three, and I'm pulling, I'm pulling this up because... This was this ended up costing them the NCAA tournament, which is crazy thing about. But. So, so, the first game of the season, they beat UIC by ten. They then lose back to back three games in a row to UMass Lowell, Lipscomb, and Austin P. How does that happen? Lipscomb they got beat by nineteen. How does that happen? They were playing four freshmen in the starting five. That's yeah. how it happened. And it's Lipscomb. So. By the way, they start this. They start one and three, right? They then beat Miami, who was an elite eight team. They by, were an elite by 16. eight team. <laughs> what in the world? They beat it by sixteen. Then they beat Kansas on a on a buzzer beater. It was it was the Maui revenge game from. Two yeah, that years was ago. like uh, that was the Dickie V like his first call back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was incredible. Awesome. Then they beat Belmont to win to win the ESPN Events Invitational Challenge uh, Championship. How did they get Belmont? And by the way, um, you know how they got Belmont? Because Belmont tournament? won their games. No, because Iona beat Alabama. Oh my gosh, the Patino Revenge Game. Yeah, so they beat Belmont. They win that tournament. Like then they like, dude. If you look at what they did in conference play, pretty ridiculous. They beat St. Louis. They beat uh, St. Bonaventure. 
They won at VCU by 30. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, like, it's VCU. They, they beat Davidson at the end of the year. Like, they lost, Like if they had won that game against Richmond in the semis, they'd probably get in. They lost it by four. Rich, They're right there. Richmond beats Davidson go, to go to the NCAA tournament. Spiders. Bit steal. Yeah, this team was good. They, they Was it a bit steal? Huh? Richmond? Because. Oh, yeah, they weren't close. It was a bit steal. It was. But does it have to be a bit steal if other team like is also getting that tournament? If it's just a one-bit conference, it's not really a bit steal, right? Yeah, but like, well, Davidson was in. So they, Davidson was in regardless of winning that game or not. Huh? So a bit steal, by definition, is when a team wins a conference tournament to go to the NCAA tournament that isn't supposed to go in. Or that essentially, a bit steal is a, t- a team that needs to win their conference tournament to get in. While other teams in the conference are getting in, so like, so like last year in the in the A10, I forgot Davidson played Michigan State. Yeah, Davidson. I'm like, who the heck did Davidson play? Yeah, Davidson was in. Okay, yeah, they were in. Davidson yeah, was right. without a doubt in, and so they go to the NCAA tournament regardless of Richmond. Who was winning. the first team out again? It wasn't A and M, was it? Texas A&M. Who was the first team out? Davidson was. Oh, so yeah, so if Davidson beats Richmond, is they uh. If Davidson, Davidson beats, beats Richmond, Richmond, Dayton's in? Dayton's in. Okay, wow. Even though they lost to Richmond literally like the day before that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, so the A-10 last year was weird because they only had two teams get in and one of them was a bit steal. But when we did our conference previews, you and I sat down and were like, yeah, six teams could win this conference tournament. Yeah. Davidson, VCU, Dayton, Bonaventure, St. Louis, Richmond. We felt all of them could win it. Yeah. And sure enough, like, Richmond beat Davidson. They win it. They steal the bid. They get Where to the is that round. tournament again? Where is that it's in Brooklyn, I want to say. At the, bar- oh, so at the Barclays Center. It should be in Columbia, Missouri, so I can go. <laughs> my personal Unfortunately, most of the A-10 teams are <laughs> out east. Um, yeah. Where is it? I'm, I'm, I'm double-checking that. I want to say it's in, in Brooklyn. That sounds right. Brooklyn. Uh, where is the A-10 basketball tournament? It is in Capital One Arena. That's Washington. Yeah, they sw- they switch it around. It was at, I guess it was on campus. Lids, we gotta go travel for a conference tournament this year. Big Ten. It's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Okay, bet you've sold me. Big Ten. And then Minneapolis. It's in Minneapolis. Year from yeah, years from ho- now. Hopefully, we'll be able to go to the SEC tournament that year as seniors. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that'd be cool. We should call that, John. Me and you, the marathon of March guys, calling Dennis Gates to his first SEC tournament. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. All right. So we've gotten through the A10. Uh, actually, let's talk about some more A10 teams because <laughs> we, ta- we talked about Dayton and St. Louis. There are more A10 teams that need to be discussed. There's 10 in the A10, right, John? There's 14. Oh. <laughs> You're like the Big Ten. Yeah. Very similar, VCU. actually. Might be similar competition, actually, in both conferences. VCU, though. Was it like you and Sam both like the Big Ten this year is absolutely dreadful? I don't think the Big Ten's dreadful. I think Sam made a tweet with the Big Ten does. where it's like, this is the worst year for the Big Ten of all time. It's, it's one of the See, worst. we say that, and like six teams find their way in. Seven teams find their way also, in. Also, like, I was like looking at, uh, I was I was kind of following Twitter yesterday because the Big Ten uh, preseason media poll came yeah. out yesterday. And Iowa's, like, not Iowa, Wisconsin's ninth. I hate saying this because, like, I know he's going to listen to the show, but, like, Bucky's kind of right. Like, Wisconsin, this is such a, like this is such a Wisconsin team that finishes top four in the conference, especially like the state of that league. 
Like that's too funny. He, he's absolutely I hate, right. I hate telling Buggy this, but he's right. <laughs> so it's here we go. Do you know the full standings of that? Indiana was one. Indiana one. Illinois, Illinois was two. two. Michigan, Michigan was three. three. Michigan State four. Purdue five. Ohio State six. Iowa seven. Rutgers eight. Wisconsin nine. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't have Iowa a huge got problem with that. One first place. I got a first place vote. I wonder who that's from. Get him on the pod. I don't know. Maybe Kirk Ferentz stuck his way in there. Um, now Wisconsin, He's 10 certainly Maryland. not doing any coaching. Yeah. So. Penn State, 11. No, hey, Minnesota. No, no. We're finished 12th. Northwestern's 13th. We're going to play him again, John, in the first day. Hey, that's not going to happen. Did you guys play him last year on the first day? Did you guys win? Oh, that's We played bad. five players. Oh, yeah. Northwestern got just smoked by Iowa the next day. No, we literally, though, we literally only had five players that were healthy. Yeah. So we dude. played five. Oh, man. All right, so a, a time. We, we need to keep this going. Please, Dawson. Uh, VCU. VCU. Good. Ace Baldwin. Should be a bubble team, I think. Yeah. Um, Ace Baldwin is that guy. And he is, they have that number one. They have that ace guard, no pun intended. Actually, that was intended, so I'll, I'll say it. the pun was intended. And then a, a solid crew around him, including a Michigan transfer in Brandon Johns. A couple who, of them. Zeb Jackson, Zeb too. Jackson, too. Zeb Jackson, too. But Brandon Johns is the notable one because he's actually talented. They lose Hassan Ward, which could be could be big because he yeah, he, he, he's, he's a good rim protector. We just talked about him. Yeah. To Iowa, Iowa State. State. So another, another uh, people. P- People are going to find out very quickly that this team's actually in the A-10. Loyola is now in the A-10. And they should be around the VCU level, I think. I was going to go to Loyola next because we're so, they have, we have them so close. Yeah. Brayden Norris, Marquise Kennedy, elite backward duo. Dude, they're awesome. Lost a lot. Life without Lucas Williamson. What does it look like? Yeah. That could be interesting because he was just spectacular for them last year. Yeah. Like... You and I sat in that press conference after, um, after. <laughs> so, so you said you and I, or Northern Iowa, or you and I, and me and you. You and I, and us <laughs> too, actually. Yeah. We all sat in that press conference after Loyola Chicago took down Northern Iowa, and what really wasn't a close game. Not even the, a little in, bit. In the semis of that MVC tournament, and Drew Valentine sat up <laughs> there and said, like. Lucas Williamson should be the National Defensive Player of the Year, or at least in the conversation. Yeah. And he was very adamant about that. Very yeah. adamant. He still pretty much sat up there. He's like, I have no idea how this guy like isn't in like the conversation for it. Yeah. And here we are, a year later. They don't have Lucas Williamson <laughs> anymore. They have a couple of uh, interesting pieces to replace him, including Philip Austin, who I've heard some good things, mm-hmm. Sheldon Edward- Edwards, and then they brought in Bryce Golden to fill that five spot. Do you know who... Um you know the, the quote that he used to describe Loyola's performance over Northern Iowa that day? No, I don't remember it. Dog. Dog? That's what he said. Well, dude, Loyola does have some dogs. Marcus, <laughs> Marquise Kennedy. Marcus Kennedy's a if, dog. At, at the end of the year, David, we're going to do... Um, top, out, top 10 dogs. No, no all we'll, dogs, we'll, do, we'll do an all-dog team. <laughs> and I guarantee that Marcus Marquise Kennedy, Kennedy will be on, be on that list. That. You know who's not even on that list? Who's you know who's a... Like the opposite of that, Stephen Crowell, Joey, <laughs> dude, him and Joey House in the front court is gonna be dangerous. <laughs> Joey, dude, I I remember over the I'm old enough to remember when over the summer when Rothstein had Joey Hauser playing the five for Michigan State. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Hauser, the six seven menace. Uh, anyone else in the uh, uh a ten that we have to discuss? Um, Davidson's not great, are they? No, they're not fantastic. They have. 
Foster Lawyer still. Richmond gets Tyler Burton back. Andre Gust- Gustavin's back. Malcolm Dredd's an interesting player. Yeah. But not interesting in the way we need to Davidson, I still think, should be okay. Because Foster's really good in that league. Like, he was so underrated last year. He was really good in that league. Didn't do much against Michigan State, to nobody's surprise. Uh, Connor Cachera is an interesting transfer for them. They get Sam Menenga back. David Skogman's a good transfer from mm-hmm. Buffalo. So, like, that, sh- that should still be a, an all right team. I think their problem might be that, like, they don't have their coach anymore. McKillop retired. Yep. Yeah, he did retire. Uh, oh George, God, George yeah. Mason should finish in the top half of the uh, A10. Justin Fernandez and Victor Bailey. And, uh, God, how can I forget Josh Aduro, who's going to be first team all conference? So, that's. That's that for the uh That's the eight ten. Uh you wanna take our break right now and then we can. we'll come back and do some we other get, stuff. We get to get what do you mean? T- talk about other conferences. Oh, oh yeah, sure, for sure. Uh this is Marathon of March on KCOU eighty eight point one FM. When we come back, we're gonna be talking about other conferences, like John just said. We're back in a bit. sports fanatics we are luca Vitalik, ryan walterman and ben schmidt let us introduce you to a weekly favorite sports podcast on kcou 88.1 fm on around the wave several guests and us provide you the most thorough mizzou sports coverage also nfl nba mlb and nhl coverage where we debate provide legendary lists and give bold predictions so join us every thursday morning at nine o'clock central time on kcou 88.1 fm we hope to see you there never approach a strange animal if you are bitten by a dog or any other animal have your parents wash the wound completely and then apply antiseptic and a clean bandage. Thank you, Samurai. Now we have to call the dog's owner or the Humane Society right away. It is very important to find out if the dog has had his rabies shots. The Hard Count, with your host Chris Farblin, covering all the major news in the world of NFL and college football on KCOU 88.1 FM from 1 to 3 p.m. Tune in for recaps and analysis from last weekend's games, along with predictions and previews for the action next Saturday and Sunday. Hot takes, bull predictions, and two hours of weekly football coverage on the Hard Count from 1 to 3 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM. Those of us who love this sport live- Hello, this is Pierce Porterfield, and you're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM. The sound of And I'm Ben. Hey, this is Tommy Wizzle, and you listen Columbia KCOU 88.1 FM. Hopefully you have a groovy time.
Welcome back to Marathon to March. It's a good day to have a day, John. It is a good day. And you know who you know who else is good at having a good day? Uh many. Probably Brian Dutcher, because he has a really good team this year. Yeah. San Diego State, my number eleven team okay. in the country Let's to start do it. next season. Alright. Here's my here's where I'm at with San Diego State. They're going to be just as good defensively as they were last year. And by just as good, they're going to be a top-five team in the country defensively again. They return Matt Bradley, who was their leading scorer last year. Easily, by the way. Easily their leading scorer. They return Nathan Mensah, who decided to come back, who is one of the best rim protectors in college basketball. They return um, Keyshawn Johnson, Adam Psycho. Lamont Butler, it's a great name. A, a Guacarope, rope, and Chad Baker Mazzara. David, yeah, this team's really good. Team's really good. They have Sweet, sweet Sixteen, deep playoff run, deep playoff, deep tournament run written all over them. They do, and they're in a conference where, with all due respect to the rest of Mountain, Mountain West teams, like I think there's one team that could challenge them. They, in my opinion. Whoa, no, that's so disappointing. What happened? Chad Baker Mazar is no longer with the team. Oh. He's well, he's he like lied, John. he's like not be- meeting like academic uh like academic requirements. He Dang. he was he was so good in that game against Creighton last year. That's disappointing. He had like two like four point plays. <laughs> I don't remember that unfortunately. He, he, that game was wild. Dude. Um but no, so besides that, right? So they uh, they have all the guys enlisted. There's this kid, David. Nobody knows about him right now. Everyone's going to know about him in a couple months. Jadon Ledee. He was a transfer from TCU. He had to sit out last year. This kid is going to pop for them. Like, I don't know. He, he's probably not going to lead the. He's not going to lead their team in scoring or anything like that. Sure. But he is going to be very impressive. And everyone's going to know who he is. It's interesting with San Diego State because, like, you, it's, it's, that's so unique to me, John, because you see the, the guys that we have, the, the Matt Bradleys of the world, you know, um, uh, of course, you went through the whole lineup Lamont Butler, Davion Trammell, or Darion Trammell. Yeah. Who they we have those guys who, 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 you know, they're, they're proven. That they're going to be good for this team. But then you also have guys who just pop, like you just mentioned. And they're going to be guys who might be their best player by the end of the year. That's how the, the, the ceiling for this team is so high. Darren Trammell was a kid that I was really excited about when San Diego State got him. He averaged 17 points a game last year for, for Seattle. Five assists. He pretty much like almost carried them to the NCAA tournament. Because Seattle was one of the top teams in the WAC last year. He shoots 35% from three. 87% from the line. I mentioned he averaged five assists a game last year. Two, two and a half steals. He does turn the ball over a little bit, but he's a 5-10 point guard like he's going to. That's going to happen. Yeah. Offensive upgrade at like the highest level for San, for San Diego State with him. Like, and so and the system in place is really good too. People think that. Um, people think that there is a team though in the Mountain West that can challenge San Diego State. That's Wyoming. They're good, but they're not. They're not as good as San Diego State. We we I both know that there's a, there's a gap there. Not a, not a massive one, but there's a difference there. 
So I want to bring up a stat for for people because I think this is super important. Wyoming last year, great start to the season, right? And they bring back Maldonado, they bring back EK, they get a couple transfers from the Pac-12 and Jake Kyman, Ethan Anderson, Max Agbon Polo. Here's the thing, though. Last year, starting on New Year's Day to the end of the year, Wyoming was the 76th best team in college basketball, according to Torvik. UNLV, a team in the same conference as them that didn't make the NCAA tournament, was 65th. Nine spots higher. Sorry, 11 spots higher. I think this Wyoming team peaked really early in the year. I know they got better. I don't think they're the 76th best team like they were after New Year's last year, but I think they're much closer to like the 45-50 range than the top 25. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree with you at all there, John. Real, real quick, just to run through some other teams in the Mountain West that could be important. I mentioned UNLV. They get back Jordan McCabe and Donovan Williams, who I think is going to be great for them. Isaiah Cottrell struggled as a freshman at West Virginia. I like Cottrell, though. He struggled at West Virginia. He did, but he did, he, he did. It's, lesser competition should, should be a fair uh, point for him. Elijah Harkless and Eli Parkett, awesome. two, two good additions for UNLV. Great. I think they could, could compete for an NCAA tournament bid. For sure. And, again, another team that not a lot of people are really talking about. But UNLV slowly, like, slowly, like, looking pretty good. Yeah. Um. Any other teams in that conference that I'm forgetting? Boise, Colorado State. Boise State. Uh, Colorado State should be good. Losing Ronnie was it's massive. massive. I mean, it's the biggest They should still ever. be competitive. Isaiah Stevens is good. Yeah. Um. Breakout year maybe for John Tanjay. Hopefully. Um. Josiah Strong, good, good piece for them. So they, pieces, they, but no Roddy. Uh, no Boise, star. Boise State was a little young last year, but they lost Emmanuel Laycott, so probably just like a middle of pack team again in the Mountain West. Not not as good of a conference as it is last year. Probably, New Mexico. Probably better at the top. New Mexico's interesting. You have a 95. Yeah. Uh, Jamal Masprin's good. Yeah, and he's so, awesome. And they got Morris Utezi from Wichita State. Yeah. So, interesting team there. Rich. Not Rich. Richard. Richard. Patino. All right. So we didn't I, – I realized after Houston we really didn't discuss anyone else in the American. Is there anyone else you want to go over? Um, we should probably talk about Memphis. Yeah. So people have been saying for them that because they're older, they should be better. But, like, I, I, they still have the same coach. And, <laughs> like, I don't think it matters how old you are. If you're very poorly coached, you're very look, poorly coached. Look, you're losing – you lose a lottery pick in Jalen Dern. People are going to realize that that you was a massive... You also lose a major player in Imani Bates. <laughs> you lose Imani Bates. That's addition by subtraction. You also lose Jalen, Jalen Duran, who And Duran's really good. And he's going to be a great NBA player. But you look at this lineup, and it's still solid enough, I think, to make the tournament. I really do think it is. Kendrick Davis sure. was one of, the, one of the best transfers you could have gotten. They got him. Malcolm Dandridge now fits into that big role. I think he's actually pretty solid. DeAndre Williams is a good Williams piece is good. too. Williams is really good. They're a team that is not better than Houston. They're not. They're not on the same level. Probably nowhere near. But I think they can finish second in this conference. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see uh, how Keontae Kennedy plays for this team because they're kind of replacing a couple guards um, that we didn't mention. Earl Timberlake being one of them. Landers Nally, obviously now at Cincinnati. Yep. Um, Lester Kinones and then Tyler Harris, who I thought was really good in the NCAA tournament last year. And Josh Minot, by the way, who's drafted. Minot so is on the Wolves. Yeah. They, they are replacing a lot, but they also add a lot. And Kendrick Davis should be a potential All-American. Yeah, so. Kendrick Davis is becomes their best player. 
is going to put up gaudy numbers and going to be fun for this team to watch. Um, Anyone else in this? Uh, Tulane. Tulane. Tulane in, Tulane in Cincinnati. They're very interesting. Cincinnati, I think, is good. David Julius is a player. Mm-hmm. So is Landers Nolly, who I like a lot. Other than that, Cincinnati doesn't really wow me. okay. Davenport's a piece. Tulane I'm interested in because they, they have some breakout Tula- guys. We like Tulane. They have some breakout guys. They have a great backcourt. Mm-hmm. Jalen Cook's really good. Jalen Forbes and J- uh, Jadon Coleman could be two breakout guys for them. Yep. Front court, a little iffy, but I think Tulane, Tulane could be good. I like them. And Ron Hunter's a good coach. So, Ron Hunter is a good coach. Isn't, no, what, isn't Western Kentucky the CUSA? Yeah, and I was going to talk about them next. Well, okay, you win. So the CUSA has, I think, two kind of powerhouses at the top, at the mid-major level. Western Kentucky was ranked 28th in Rothstein's uh, <laughs> just nuts. 45. Because we're 27 days away from the season, and 28 was yesterday. So yeah, it was the video. They had a video about him, which is like, what, what's crazier? That, what's crazier? What's crazier? Western Kentucky being 28th in them, or St. Mary's being 38, according to Three Man Weave? St. Mary's being 38. It's a yeah. crazy. Yeah. But Western Kentucky, by the way, on Torvik. They have St. Mary's below St. Louis, or above St. Louis. Uh, it's Western Kentucky, by the way, at 131 on Torvik. Their counterpart, their other contender in the Conference USA that should be in, at play to make a to either get the auto bid or be an at-large team is UAB. Well, tur- is, it, is North Texas as well pretty good? Oh, yeah, North Texas is, is good, too. Yeah. but So, yeah, it's, it's kind of those three. Yeah. I, I completely blanked the North Texas there. Uh, Jelly Walker for UAB, back. Eric Gaines, great. Yep. They return a couple players in the front court. Uh, my UAB is my pick to win the conference. They're probably my pick too, just because they have the best player in the conference, mm-hmm. and I think Jelly's have a massive year. They might have, which isn't a crazy take to have at all. They might have the second best player in the conference too, and Eric Gaines. Gaines is awesome, but so. we got to see how these North Texas guys and how these West Kentucky guys play. Yeah, Dante Allen was a really good ad. I'm interested to see how Christian Lander plays for them. Of course, the former five star who reclassed and went to Indiana didn't really work out there. Probably shouldn't have stayed at Indiana when uh, when the coaching change happened, and yeah. then and then Jamarian Sharp, who of course was in the portal for a little bit, yeah, and he decided was. to go back to Western Kentucky. Yep. He is, I think, the tallest player in college basketball. He's listed at seven five, which is taller I than Zach Eady. Think it's him. So he he was a freshman last year. So breakout year for him. Hopefully. Uh, North Texas, real quick. Tyler, they just return a lot. Tyler Perry is really good. Tyree Eady, Ruben Jones, Jaden Martinez, solid players. Could just an all-around good team. Probably won't be in that in play to get net large, but could certainly win the conference tournament. All right, what else do we have, David? Let's talk about Drake. Okay, and, and um, the Missouri Valley for a little. He released an album. This past year wasn't very good. It was called Honestly Nevermind. It wasn't spectacular anyway. Now, Certified Lover Boy came out the year before, and people didn't like that one. I, I, It's growing on me. I actually told Wyatt Nunn on Abusive the other day that I liked Certified Lover Boy. There's a couple of songs on there that are really good. I really like, um, you know, Race My Mind. I do like uh, Champagne Poetry. Um, I like uh, Garrett Sturts. That's a good song on there. 
So yeah, good, good, good album. Um, but nothing will beat the old Drake. I mean, the old Drake. Ah man, this new Eric Drake. It's just he acting like it's so easy for him. I just I don't know. Tucker DeVries. <laughs> so good. Garrett Search is better. <laughs> okay, funny. He's not better. Okay, no. Drake is awesome. It, like, we love better Drake. Better what? Getting in foul trouble? <laughs> hey, he's not like... <laughs> if Garrett Sturge played for Duke, he'd be the most hated player in the country. <laughs> but, no, I... I, I you, could, you could have stopped halfway through that sentence, by the way. If Garrett Sturge played for Duke. <laughs> <laughs> I like Drake a lot. We both like Drake a lot. Is it because we watch them play? More than likely. But Roman Penn back. Roman Penn's awesome, and Tucker DeVries is so they So they do awesome. have a couple other challengers in the MVC. Southern Illinois is certainly a team to watch out for who returns all five starters, including Marcus Domask and Lance Jones. Uh, there's somebody else I wanted to talk about in this conference. Oh, Belmont. Belmont, now in the Missouri Valley. Good, good, good ad with them in Murray State. And Belmont has... Probably the biggest threat to challenge Tucker DeVries' Player of the Year campaign in the conference. That kid goes by the name of Ben Shepard. Ben Shepard. But, of course, Belmont lost Will Richard, who's who's a breakout candidate for Florida. One guy, before we move on from the conference in general, I don't know what we're doing, but i got to mention a shout-out to probably Boston's favorite player from Drake, O.K. Jamgu. Ah. Big fan of OK Jam Goo. So, uh, Bradley, by the way, also should be in the mix here. What else, David? Adam just sent me the OK Jam Goo meme. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right. Let's do... David, is there anyone else that you want to get to? Sorry. Um, Adam just sent his top ten Dozers. I'm going to read them off. Oh. Number ten, Scott Dozier. Number nine, Porter Moser. That's not a Dozier in any shape or form. Number eight, Dozier, Alabama. Number seven, DJ Dozier. Number six, Brian Dutcher. Also not a Dozier. <laughs> Five, Bull Dozers. That one's good. That one's funny. Four, Brian Dozier. That should be two in my opinion. Three is Hunter Dozier. Two is Ozier. The, Again, not a Dozier. The guy who sang Take Me to Church. And one very clearly is PJ Dozier. I hate PJ Dozier. Just want to put that out there. I, I do not like PJ Dozier. I apologize, Adam. And there's a very specific reason. He was he was on the team that upset Duke. So there you have it, David. There, there you have it, David. Is there anyone else you want to get to before I I read off some teams that I still have on here? Um. No, every team every other team here sucks. So <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Liberty. <laughs> Liberty returns Darius McGee. So we can go through every single conference, and I'll tell you who's winning it. Okay. Do you want to go? Yeah, go through every single conference, and I'll tell you who's going to win it. Okay, hold on. Let me pull up ESPN, because I'm not going to remember every single conference off the top of my head. I can get most, but that's college football. What am I doing? All right. And away (laughs) we go. Ace on, you said Liberty. Liberty. American East. Vermont. Um... They got Dylan Penn from Bellarmine. Good, good ad. And they were great last year. I'm going to keep that same with energy. All right. Big Sky. So I picked Montana State. Who won it last year. I have no reason to think otherwise. Big South. They have so many ways to beat you, Liddy. Winthrop. Winthrop. 
Let's go uh, Big West. So I have UC. Irvine. Davis. Oh, really? But Irvine's good, too. I didn't realize that UC Davis was was great this year. Well, they're not great. They're, they play in the Big West, John. They're not But, great. like, best team in that conference. They're, yeah, it's them or UC Irvine. If you asked me blindly, I would have just said, oh, probably Fullerton or Irvine, because those are usually the two mm-hmm. best teams in that conference. Occasionally Santa Barbara gets in there. Uh, Colonial. Towson. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. That's that's a team that I actually have done some stuff stuff on. They return a lot. That, that's a good team. Um, Conference USA. Oh, we already went through that. U A, a- B. B. How do I do a B in like arm language? I don't know. <laughs> Horizon League. So I put Purdue Fort Wayne. Okay. <laughs> I want to pick Cleveland State. You know, hashtag fade Dennis Gates theory. Dennis is uh, gone, and so are a bunch of his players. <laughs> it's true. Who's even on that team anymore? He did Milwaukee. Lost Patrick Baldwin, so again, who didn't play very much. Addi- to begin with. Addition by subtraction. Jesus, um, and I don't know much about like Detroit. Detroit's a sleeper because they have Antoine Davis. I thought he transferred. No, he My decided bad. to stay there. Then it might be them. Got some major NIL money though. Gotcha. Uh, Ivy, Yale. I think Princeton's the best team in this conference. Yeah. Was there an Ivy team in the tournament last year? There wasn't, was there? No, Yale. Oh, Yale played Purdue. Yeah, Yale played Purdue. But I think, but Princeton, I will say, they did lose Jalen Llewellyn. But the Jalen Llewellyn was, not, and they lose Ethan Wright, but neither one of those two were their best players last mm-hmm. year. So I'll, I'll, enough, I'll, I'll go Princeton to win the, win the Ivy. Uh, hold on. I'm scrolling back to the conferences that we were at. All right. So we did the Ivy. Let's do, oh, the uh, MAAC. The MAAC. Yes. Iona. I agree. Yeah. It's kind of hard to not pick them. Not sure. Sam's kind of convinced me that they're going to be worse than they were last year. I don't care. But like Sam would know, to be fair, but I did They should still be. I think it's Rick Pitino. I'm not going to bet against that guy in the yeah. Mac. I, I own a um, regular Mac. Our Mac. Toledo. Yeah. Totally agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Even if they lost some key players, still should win that conference. The MEAC. Norfolk I, State. I, I told you Norfolk State talk was going to come on this show, so I'm picking Norfolk State. Well, Norfolk State's pretty much the best team in that conference every single year. I think they're the only team in that conference so. every single year. So. Uh, Missouri Valley, Drake. Yep. All right. Mountain West, San Diego State. Yep. Northeast. I know you're going to pick this Honus one. Honus Wagner. Really? Yeah. You're picking Wagner over Bryant? Oh, my God. Sorry. No, Bryant, 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 Bryant. Because Wag- Wagner okay. lost Alex Morales. So I, I put so. Bryant, and then in parentheses, I put Honus Wagner as a joke. So And I just said Honus Wagner. So Bryant's the right pick. No, yes. Bryant's a top order team of the country for sure. Bryant um, lost Peter Kiss, but Charles Pride is going to kind of have some more production. They got Earl Timberlake Didn't from they Memphis. get... Um, Yes, so who's the dude from St. Peter's? Dog Eater. Yeah. He's on that team now. And apparently, Jared Grasso said that they're going to try to get him double-digit three-point shots a game. Oh, my God. Which would God. be absurd. No, I went, yeah, sorry. I put Bryant in the They also, they also got Antoine Walker from Rhodey, who was a good ad. Yeah. So, yeah, Bryant. Because Wagner, Wagner was good last year. Like, I think they would have won the conference if, if they mm-hmm. weren't hurt in the conference tournament. But Alex yeah. Morales is gone. And he was yeah. one of the best scorers. Who's the biggest brand in the Ohio Valley Conference? Biggest brand in the Ohio Valley. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, now that they uh changed after they lost Murray State and uh, Mo- Moorhead State for sure. Do you want to go to Moorhead State Lindenwood game if they play in Lindenwood? Sure. <laughs> by, uh, by the way, I forgot to say Towson is my pick to win the CAA, but Hofstra should should challenge them. Hofstra. Hofstra's got a kid named Aaron Estrada who could lead college basketball in scoring. Um. Okay, so we got through Ohio Valley. Your who's your pick? 
I put Lindenwood, but I don't know who else is going to win it. I'll put Morehead State, too. Okay. Yeah. I, did they replace Murray State and Belmont? Ohio Valley Conference. I have no idea if they replaced those two. Basketball. So I'm trying to find that out. Oh, I guess like Lindenwood and Southern Indiana are both in that conference now. So those are the two replacements. Yeah. So Is Southern Indiana good? We play them. We do. Mizzou plays them I opening, we opening do, night. Yeah. It's their first Division One game. I guess we'll find out. Patriot we'll League. Patriot League. I put Colgate. Okay. That's because fair. they've won the past few years. They lost Nelly. Just a good program. Good program. Um, The SoCon. I just said to hear this one. Furman. I agree with you. I think Chattanooga's good, but I'll take Furman. Mike Bothwell, Carter yeah. Witt. Chattanooga's got uh, Honor Huff back. Like J- Jake Stevens is... Uh, is there now? Who's going to be really good? Yeah, but uh, he's a VMI transfer. But yeah, but definitely my pick. Oh my god! Uh, real quick to wrap up the show, I totally forgot to mention someone, so I'll do that at the end. Southland. I said Texas A&M Corpus Christi. All right. Uh, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, also known as the, the SWAC. I put Southern. The Jaguars. Yeah, almost beat Gonzaga in the first round like six years, seven years ago. Summit League. I think this one's pretty easy. Oral Roberts. Really? Who else is there? I don't. I, I don't care that they lost Baylor Shireman. South Dakota State went undefeated in the league last year. But you're still thinking you're still not over over Acemas? Huh? Over yeah. Acemas? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the stability of South Dakota State way more. Zeke, Zeke Mayo is going to break out from them. When do these teams play? I'm looking at when they when the Oral Roberts plays these teams, bro. Oral Roberts. Bro, they play every team at home. Okay, they play. Okay, Oral Roberts plays at St. Thomas on February 9th. <laughs> um. All right. Let's keep. Go- let's keep. What does South Dakota this? State play most state? Because honestly, that'd be a fun game to go to, John. Hmm. S- Sun Belt. Um. This was a tough one. I I put Louisiana. Okay. What do you think? Couldn't tell you. Would pro- <laughs> would probably go App State. Yeah. Yeah. Um. South Dakota State plays Arkansas this year? Yeah. That's so fun. All right. Obviously, Gonzaga's your pick to win. Obviously, Gonzaga's your pick to win the West Coast. Give me two through four in order. Uh, Two, I'm going to. I'll put St. Mary's. I agree. Three is. I'll put BYU. Four, San Francisco. Yeah. All right. I agree. Yeah. San Francisco gets. Pacific, Pacific in there, too, though. Colin Chandler's not playing for. BYU this year, which is a huge loss. But like, they do get Rudy, Rudy Williams is solid. Gideon George is back. San Francisco loses Jamari Boye and Yusan Masalski, but they get Khalil Shabazz back. And then St. Mary's, they lose a ton, but they get Logan Johnson back. They get Alex Dukas back. They get Kyle Bowen back, and they get Mitchell Saxton back. There you go. So there you go. And losing Tommy Cousy is huge, though. Uh, and then last one before I get to the team that I forgot to mention, the Western Athletic Conference. Grand Canyon. Really? I'm gonna go New Mexico State. Why? Uh, they got some high major transfers in. Xavier Pinson, Dewan Gordon. Oh my God! I forgot to have Xavier Pinson. Oh my God! I completely forgot about that. Lamar oh now. my God! I completely forgot that Xavier Pinson. I'm definitely picking Grand Canyon now. <laughs> All right, team. No, I, I pick Grand Canyon because they've been great the past few years. Team, I forgot to mention that I need to. UCF. 
Why? It's UCF, man. Well, first of all, it's relevant to the show because it's a Mizzou radio network, and they play Mizzou. In, in early, that's that that's that is dangerous. <laughs> Tie into that's gonna that's gonna be we a game a game for Mizzou. That's not that's easy. true. They get Ithiel Harton in from uh from Pitt. CJ Walker's good. Their best player is gonna be a freshman, David Taylor Hendricks. I don't know Taylor Hendricks. Watch him. Is she related to so, he related to Kyle Hendricks? This is a quote from a friend of mine who. Watches a ton of college basketball, follows recruiting way more than you and I do. Mm-hmm. I do. His quote: um, "This is the exact words. Taylor Hendricks will win American Freshman of the Year over Jarris Walker." I mean, opportunity will definitely be there for the kid. Mm-hmm. Certainly, because Jarris Walker is the fourth or fifth option on his team. I do think he'll get a lot of touches, though. Like, it's obvi- I'm yeah, they're going to use him. He's I'm the best obviously recruiting not picking J- Taylor in history next to Hakeem, obviously. I'm obviously not picking Taylor Hendricks to win, player, <laughs> win American Freshman of the Year, but like, I- I'm just telling you, like, people who follow recruiting know this kid and know that he's going to be good. There you go. Anything else to finish the show? I, you know, you know, John, it's. It's always a fun episode to talk about these teams, to look back and see where we were right, where we were wrong. Every single conference in college basketball now will have gotten a mention in our previous. Yeah, every single one will have gotten a mention. So we've talked about every, except for the except for the independence. Are there independence? So there are none. I don't think there are none. So that means there are some, John. Oh, way to go! Proud of you. Um, I don't have anything else. I mean, I don't. I think we covered every. Team that matters. Yeah. Stay classy, San Diego. It'd be really fun if we had this entire time without talking about Gonzaga. Oh, dude, I totally forgot to mention that, like, one team in the WCC, San Diego. Steve Labin's coaching them now. So that's just makes them kind of relevant. Rothstein's been tweeting about them a bunch. Well, Rothstein tweets about anything all the time. Did you see, totally off topic, that Minnesota and Alabama scheduled a home and home for football? I did. Hopefully Alabama can play the required amount of players in that one. <laughs> Hopefully uh, the game's in November or December. It'd be a ton of fun. So, John, any shout-outs? Hmm. I don't. Do you have any in mind? I should have some. He doesn't, uh, Shane Palma. He wants to try and acquire Kenneth Walker from me in fantasy. It's a good one. I don't, um, don't want to keep Kenneth actually, Walker in fantasy. You know what? I'm going to be respectful to my opponents. Shout out Sarah Young, who beat me in fantasy this week. Did she really? I didn't hit my, my team played awful. I had, I had the second most points in the league, John. And lost. And I lost. That, that's a bad beat. It's a bad beat. I lost a bust. Yeah, Shout out no, bust, though. I lost uh, 102 to 124. So it was a tough week, Dave. I had uh, my uh, wide receiver two and, and flex. And Amon Ross St. Brown and Jalen Waddle come on for seven I catches. Wanna, um, and my tight end didn't have a catch for the second straight week. I want to apologize to Adam for talking a bunch of trash before he beat me. But credit to me for apologizing. So. <laughs> um, hey, moral victories. Moral victories. Right? This has been... I'm going to get some music on here, John. Let's do that, Dave. It's a, a great day to have a day. A month away from the season, John. And November 7th. We're back to 27 great games. Days. and. Yeah, I can't wait. And we are, good. Big Ten media day today. So. We will likely have either the Big East or SEC next week for you guys. ACC will, f- will be the final one. As always. Uh, but thanks, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode of Marathon to March. We'll see you next time. But you talking to me, though.